Hello, welcome back to Open Dialogue. I have Sophie Baklar, founder of Fable. Um, hi, thank you for doing this. Happy New Year, Sophie. Hi, happy New Year. Can you give the Open Dialogue viewers a rundown on what Fable is? Yeah, Fable is a highly innovative um, direct-to-consumer brand. We make pet gear, so all sorts of products designed to solve problems for you and your pets. So the idea is we don't want to just make stuff. We want to solve problems. And so that's the, the angle that we come at for all of our products and design processes. You know, as much as we all love and adore our pets, they, they do come with a lot of um, pain points, a lot of problems around things like cleanliness and convenience and anxiety and boredom and time and just all of this. There's just a huge range of issues that um, humans and pets face, uh, particularly in urban areas. And, and so those are the types of problems that we want to solve through being more thoughtful about product design. So we make all sorts of products for pets, you know, beds, bowls, toys, leashes, collars, all of the stuff that you would need for a pet. But we try to be really thoughtful about the design process and um, use that process again to, to solve actual problems. Amazing. What were you doing before Fable? So before Fable, I was um, at a venture capital firm called Collaborative Fund, investing primarily in consumer goods. So similar to, to exactly, yeah. type, um, type companies, so e-commerce brands, CPG, uh, uh, packaged goods, um, just any sort of uh, product-focused companies. And then what led you to just start working on Fable? Like what, what spoke to you? Was there a specific moment with a furry friend maybe? I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's one of those crazy situations where so many things sort of coincided to make this the perfect moment to start Fable. I've always been a huge, huge pet lover. My co-founder is also just a huge, crazy pet lover, particularly dogs. We're just definitely dog people. Um, yeah, so I've always wanted to do something in the pet space, but never never really had thought about it from this perspective. Um, but then at Collaborative Fund, as I was investing in consumer goods, I was actually just seeing a lot of the opportunities in the pet space about how much, um, how many things were changing from a consumer standpoint, sort of from a market perspective in terms of people getting married later and having kids later and getting pets earlier. I mean, this is all pre-COVID, which right. COVID has, has changed all of that, which maybe we'll go into a little bit later. I mean, that, that has certainly accelerated a lot of these trends, but even beforehand, there was just there were just so many dynamics going on in the way that we live our lives have has shifted so much um, in favor of making it easier to, to get and care for pets. So had been looking at the pet space from an investment perspective, and I was just really surprised. I, I was seeing a lot of interesting opportunities in pet food and insurance and all these other categories, but just wasn't really seeing anything that that sparked my excitement in the product space which is really surprising because again, there are just so many problems that you can solve through better product. And there just hasn't been any innovation in this space in so, so long. Um, and it's a good opportunity for brand building to create a, a brand that consumers get really excited about because you use product every single day with your pet. So it's oh. something that you can feel really, really, it's sort of an intimate, um, an intimate category to be in. So, so yeah, there was this combination of just really being excited about pets and seeing this big opportunity and not anybody else um, was, was really tackling the space from that perspective. I had been in operating before getting into um, investing. So I also just had that operating itch. I think when you're an operator and you 
um, get into to investing, it, it sort of sticks with you. And so I, I've been kind of looking for an opportunity to, to get back on the other side, so to speak. So yeah, everything um, worked out. My, my co-founder was at jet.com um, leading business development and strategy. And he was after the Walmart acquisition was excited about doing something on the operating end again. So yeah, just so stars many, aligned. So many stars aligned, exactly. Yeah. As somebody that uh, will have full-blown conversations in the comment section with uh, <laughs> dogs on Instagram, I get it. Um, what what was the first uh, product that you had ideated on with your co-founder um, out of the slew that you brought to market? Yeah, the first one that we did um, was a, a leash, a, a leash and collar set. And I, I think in the very beginning, some of the, the thought process around design was very much like, we want to we put ourselves out there, see what consumers want, see what consumers think, make sure that there's a space in the market for this, test whether or not our thesis sort of that people do want um, newer and different products in the market, whether or not that is accurate. So we did sort of start small, you know, and, and those products actually aren't even our main focus anymore. We've sort of introduced a slew of other products that are much more of our focus. And so it's, it's a hard thing to do in this product space, the sort of lean, lean startup model. Yeah. You know, people talk about a lot in the tech and software space. But, so it's very um, real hard costs with producing yeah. physical products. You have to take a lot of risk if you're going to try to do that. Um, in the product space, but we did sort of do that. We we started small with those products, got a ton of feedback, got a ton of data from customers, really started to understand, okay, what are the main pain points that they're facing? And then really shifted our product strategy and our design process to orient around, you know, two or three problems that um, we really wanted to help solve. And so that was, that's become our focus over the last year. Awesome. And over maybe... This falls in line with it. I'm not sure. I thought one of the products that I saw on the site, the crate, is actually super clever to position as a piece of furniture that's functional for the human as well as the pet. Um, is that part of the thinking? I, I this is oh, it's really? a non-question question for the most part. I thought it was a cool product. So could you just tell us more? About yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're New Yorkers. <laughs> we live in tiny little shoe boxes, and your space is so so important. Um, one of the problems that we heard very frequently from pet owners was that they their, their products just didn't integrate into their home very well. It was like you, you spend all this time and effort on making your space comfortable and beautiful and aesthetically the way you want. And then it's covered in plastic, you know, neon plastic toys in a, in a prison like metal cage. It, it, it really, there's the aesthetics point, uh, point of view. And then there's also the functional point of view, it, particularly in a small space, having something that's only functional in one way to keep your dog inside, it, 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 it particularly in apartments, it just doesn't really make sense. And so we wanted to create something that was modular, extremely functional as a piece of furniture, also fit into your home decor, but was first and foremost, really better, we think for the pet, you know, we don't want to be thinking only about the humans problems and not about the pets. We want to be really um, uh, marrying the two. And so we spent a lot of time thinking through, you know, the, the what is, um, what environment is, is most conducive to a pet's, you know, 
mental and physical well-being, making sure that they have enough light and enough airflow, but also that it's um, a more den-like environment, which we've learned is really good for sort of helping to reduce some of that anxiety that we all are seeing a, a big uptick in, in in our pets, again, particularly in urban areas. And so, yeah, that the crate was sort of born out of that, being as functional as we could, being beautiful and being extremely, you know, advantageous for the pet's um, well-being overall. Totally. And speaking of anxiety coming off <laughs> of a hell of a year that just doesn't seem to actually end despite the year change, but um, <laughs> you, I think you guys launched right before the pandemic kind of set in and it was like, oh, surprise, now everyone's locked down. How did that change just the next probably nine months of the company that you had probably meticulously planned out a little bit differently than uh, what you were dealt with? Oh my gosh, Phil. <laughs> it was like, it, it just, all of our expectations for this year have been totally turned upside down. I think every month, particularly um, when COVID started, it just completely shifted our expectations of how this business was going to go. So yes, we launched around January. I mean, we did a little bit test of testing last year, but I would say we really launched in January of this year. And then we launched the crate, which did extremely well um, right off the bat. But then we had our second product launch, which was the, which is our magic link, which is a walking system. And we were supposed to launch that in March. And, you know, then COVID happened and we had this discussion, you know, our, should, this isn't the right environment to be launching a new product. Everybody's locked up inside. Why would we be launching a walking product? It right. Be all, all around it was, and, and of course, you know, we're still in this question, uh, question mark environment of what's going to happen back then. And particularly, we just had no idea what the world was going to be like a couple of months from now, which is very, it was a very odd time to be launching a product. So anyway, we pushed back a little bit and so to sit with and see what happened. And then, you know, we, I don't want to say lucked out because everything about this pandemic is horrible, but you know, from a timing, yeah, there's always some silver lining, I guess. Um, it, it ended up being actually a really good moment to launch that product because just despite all of us being sort of quarantined and locked inside, the one moment that you really got your sort of government sanctioned walk was to walk your dog. And so it became a really um, interesting opportunity for community and storytelling and to talk about what a what an important time it is to be walking with your dog I mean especially during that time when it was basically the only time you both got outside and so making that as fun and clean and seamless and easy as possible with a product that's really oriented around convenience and versatility and durability and security I think it, it ended up being just a really really good time to launch that product and so we saw sales just massively exceed our expectations totally. with that. So, um, and then coupled with the next few months of um, just seeing a huge boom in the pet adoption space, which has continued on. I mean, we've really just seen a huge surge in people um, adopting pets because they're working from home more. It's a little bit easier to adopt a pet. You know, everybody needs a little emotional support right now, which uh, I think pets are a really good, good help for. Um, so the space has exploded. We happen to align really well in terms of the concerns or what was happening in the space for, um, for pets and humans during this year. And then 
just uh, in November, we launched another, what we call our temple collectible products, um, which we launched just a couple each year. Uh, we launched a product called The Game, and that's a product really focused around helping to solve sort of anxiety and boredom issues and keep your pet exercised and entertained and mentally stimulated and, you know, sort of uh, busy doing something while you're on a very long Zoom call, for instance. Right. That happened, you know, we obviously, we started that design process pre-COVID, but that happened to really align with problems that we were hearing um, a lot about as a result of this quarantine and work from home and people going back from home after working from home and that creating a slew of problems. for. Oh yeah. Separation anxiety, of course. Yeah. So we sort of, again, I, I hate to use the word lucked out, but it, it, our business happened to align very well with actually what was going on in the space. Totally. And talk to me a little bit about how you're reaching pet parents. Like how, how are you getting in front of them? How are people hearing about Fable um, that you found? Yeah. I mean, we're again kind of lucky to be in a space where people love to talk. I think pet owners, um, humans just love to talk to other uh, pet people about the products that they're using, about what pro what problems they're having with their pets. They're sharing a lot on social media or at the dog park. So a lot of it is word of mouth. A lot of it is sort of organic and we get those really great network effects from people just sort of talking. Um, we've also been really fortunate to get some some really great um, press coverage, uh, particularly around these tentpole products, because I think they're just they're so different from what you typically see in this space, which tends to be sort of a lot of the same products and like slightly different colors and materials, yeah. but not really rethinking from the ground up um, how to how to solve um, specific problems and sort of rethinking product design. So. Yeah, we've been very fortunate in that way. Um, we haven't done a lot of direct outreach up until now, to be honest. We haven't done a lot of the, um, you know, direct advertising or anything like that because we've been sort of fortunate to get these these effects um, this year. But we're gonna we're gonna be doing a little bit more of that and sort of trying to speak directly to to potential customers and existing customers because. It, it drives so much of our strategy to have that direct communication because we want to know what is annoying to you. Right, what, yeah. is it, what is it that we can make better for you so that your experience with your pet is just pure pleasure. You don't have to worry about all the painful stuff. I mean, you, you just want to enjoy your time with them and we want to take out as much of the friction as we can with our products. Awesome. And you mentioned that you're taking a bit of a different direction in terms of what your tentpole products are going to be. Can you share a little bit about what's in the pipeline that is not top secret? Yeah, yeah some of it is top secret, but I, I'll, I'll say that we're orienting a lot around um, cleanliness. I think that's something that has become obviously a, a big talking point for the world. I mean, we're all right. extra thoughtful about um, our own health and safety and cleanliness and your dog tracks in a lot um when they're walking on the oh yeah you know public streets and then coming right back into your home and there's a there's a lot about having a pet that can 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 feel a bit messy right there's fur there's that tracking of dirt and debris inside there's keeping their coats clean there's there's picking up their waste, you know, there's yes, accidents, they happen. Yeah, accidents in home. So that's something that we hear very frequently as a, again, a pain point from um, customers when we're talking to them and something that we 
want to be super, super thoughtful about. So we do have something very exciting coming um, in the spring, hopefully, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to tease it a little bit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The cliffhanger. That's great. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Cliffhanger. And last thing before I let you go, where can people find you and or Fable online? Yeah, Fable, we, we're all direct to consumer right now. So you can find us on our website, www.fablepets.com. And you can find me everywhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, particularly on Twitter, Instagram, Sophie Bacalar. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this, Sophie. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Thanks so much for having me, Phil.